There's great music, and then there's music that feels great. We think there's a difference. And among the latter, there's a subset of songs that are so soothing, so calming, that they envelop you. In this episode, we celebrate those songs. Welcome to the age old question. I'm Rich Price. And I'm Clint Bierman. Each episode deals with another question in music fandom. The kind of questions that Clint and I have been debating since we were in college. So today, with the help of some smart people, we're going to come up with the answer. Okay, Clint, what's today's question? Today's question is, what song feels like a warm bath? That's the age-old question. Clint, This question came up while we were on tour. We were in the car driving, and you described a song as feeling like a warm bath. And I knew exactly what you meant. That's so great. But help our listeners orient us to this concept. This concept came about, first of all, from a song. Jer Coons turned me on to this song many moons ago. Shout out, Jer Coons. And it's from a, a band called Hard and Firm. That's H-A-R-D apostrophe N-P-H-I-R-M, hard and firm. And they're like a comedy duo. And the song in question here is called Funkhauser. So let's just hear a little snippet of Funkhauser. All right, Nathaniel. I want you to give me a smooth bass line, nice and smooth, all right? All right. Oh, one, two, three. There's a place in this song where he's like, ooh, it feels like a warm bath. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Like stepping into a warm bath. Wash your soul. That is where I first heard the term warm bath. Live Come on in. Interesting. And what I think a warm bath song is, is it's not a song that makes you want to go clean yourself in a warm bath. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that makes you... It's the essence or the feeling of the song feels like a warm bath. So it's like your soul feels like it has entered a warm bath. So I guess my, I'm going to just going to start out right from the top. My first example is Game of Love by Daft Punk. Already you're like, oh, what? Feeling very, very smooth. But then right here, it's like, oh, come on. Oh, yeah. That feels like a warm bath. Feels like a warm bath. So, The Game of Love by Daft Punk is on that massive album from the 2000s, Random Access Memory. And this is actually track two. And the way I got turned on to this song was Dave DeCristo, our mutual friend, engineer, producer, musician, uses this song when he goes into a new studio because he knows the song so well. He plays it over that new system speakers because he knows the EQ of the song and can then balance his brain to that new room. Does that make hmm. sense? It does, yeah. So he sort of level sets a room based on that song sonically. Totally. I'd never heard the song. And that literally the first second I heard it, I was like, oh, God, this is a warm bath. When you decided to 
So what's interesting about this track is the vocals in this track are all vocoder sung by the duo. The vocoders that they use for that Random Access Memories album, they used completely outboard gear to, to achieve all of these different processed robotic sounding vocal. The reason they did that was because they wanted the expression and the emotion, the expressiveness of a human being saying these lines, but the sound and the sonic quality of a robot. So I just thought that was pretty cool. That's really cool. I'm not sure it's going to get any more warm than that, baby. <laughs> but let's see what you got. Well, it's interesting. Our last conversation was around best days of the week. And I think that Trey Anastasio song, Ether Sunday, that has a, yeah. a warm bath vibe to it. Super. And, you know, not surprisingly, because we talked about like Sunday songs other than some outliers like Sunday, Bloody Sunday. But generally speaking, Sunday songs capture that like easygoing, warm vibe that I think you could compare it to a feeling of like your soul having a bath. Totally. All right, so my first nominee is one of my favorite songs of all time, and it's a song by Dire Straits. It's a song called Wild West End, and it's the eighth track off their debut album that came out in October of 1978. It's the intro to this song, Clint, that I just okay. absolutely love. It's like slipping into a warm bath for your soul. <laughs> That's exactly right. Starting with the guitar. And then there's a little piano riff. And then the band comes in. This song, a few things about it I love. One is that the lyrics are so ordinary. They're just like journal-style entry. Stepping out to Andalucci's for my coffee beans. Stepping out of Andalucci's. This is a place where he used to go get his coffee beans. Later, he talks about getting a pickup for his 1938 National Steel Guitar. And it's the same steel guitar that would be featured on the cover of the Brothers in Arms album just a few years later. Wow. I get a pickup for my steel guitar. And I love Dire Straits. We've talked about Dire Straits before, but I've, there's something about Mark Knopfler's voice. First of all, he's a baritone. There's not a lot of baritone singers in popular music a lot of them tend to be tenors well, at least a lot of my favorite artists tend to be, sing in a register that's above where i can comfortably sing so there was something very satisfying for me about singing along to these songs because it's in a register that feels right to me But also, of course, he's an incredible guitarist and such a distinctive guitarist, right, Clint? Yeah, I mean, finger picking without a pick ever. And that's rare in, in the guitar world, I would say. 
Wild West End by Dire Straits. Put it on oh, a playlist. Put it on. My next one is by Chris Isaac. Mm. Song called Wicked Game. Oh yeah, that's a good one. This one just it's the guitar part in this one that just feels so warm bathy to me yes it's a song by chris isaac it was released on his third album heart shaped world in 1989 didn't become a hit until it was featured in the 1990 david lynch film wild at heart that's actually what got it on the radio and once it was on the radio it made its way to mtv And now let's just talk about this MTV video. We're, we're of the age of this MTV video. Incredible. It's I mean, the world one, of MTV one of the videos I remember most vividly. Most vividly. So it features supermodel Helena yeah. Christensen, mostly filmed in black and white. And Christensen is topless through most of the video. This was the sexiest video when you were a teenage boy oh, yeah. that you could ever possibly imagine. And it has gone on to, it was ranked number 13 on VH1's 100 Greatest Videos, number four on VH1's 50 Sexiest Video Moments, and number one on Rolling Stone Magazine's The 30 Sexiest Music Videos of All Time. Rolling Stone got it right. I mean, and VH1 listing it as fourth sexiest. I'd like to know yeah. what are the top three? I know. Let's get somebody on the phone from VH1. <laughs> Jesus. What a wicked game to play to make me feel this way. That song, it, it's always done it for me. It's always had this feeling, oh, this just warmth to it, even though it's not that positive of a song, obviously. Right. Two quick thoughts. One is interesting that it didn't become a hit until it was featured in that movie. And two, that we remember the music video so vividly. And I wonder, like, right. it's a great example of how a song, the feeling of a song comes out when it's put against a visual. You know what I mean? We've talked about this before, but like how significant was that to our experience and our memory of that particular song? And I was 15 when the video came out. Yeah. So. Helena Christensen at, to a 15, 16-year-old boy. Boy, it's hard to forget this song, I totally. will just say. It's the video with the music that is so deeply ingrained in people our age. Seared in my brain. Seared, one might say. <laughs> I do want to say something about this whole concept. So after yeah. going through, I looked at so many of these songs, and I did the key and the BPM of each of these songs. Oh. And there is, there is a correlation that I found. And a lot of it comes down to the hi-hat work in the song. And that sounds crazy, but the BPM, the beats per minute of a song, is obviously the tempo of the song, right? You can click it out. So a lot of these warm bath songs that I chose are, you know, between 80 and 100 beats per minute. 
really around like 90 beats per minute is like a sweet spot for feel good groovy kind of stuff and russ lawden our good friend drummer he's always talking about 90 beats per minute being the perfect 16th note groove tempo to go back for game of love it was 90 beats per minute key of a minor and it's an eighth note groove so it wasn't the 16th note groove but and wicked game key of b minor 112 beats per minute so a little faster also an eighth note groove hmm. um, but it's interesting to to feel let's just give an example of a quarter note groove okay now let's give an example of an eighth note groove okay little sexier now let's give an example of a 16th note groove do you see how it's just like as the hi-hat increases in the amount of times you hit it per beat there becomes this pocket that really feels like the bath i think part of what we're talking about here is this pocket and the pocket of a groove is what makes you feel so good so when it's 16th notes on the hi-hat and a behind the beat snare hit on the twos and fours that is what gives me the ooh feeling mm. it's fascinating also to get the perspective from russ lawton who's one of the great groove maestros anywhere to say that the 16th, 16th note, it's the sweet spot is 90 beats per minute. I love that. Yeah, I love it too. And I use that as a reference when I A, write songs, and B, when I'm like learning songs, that 16th note groove, I can feel 90 beats per minute. So that's like my ground zero for tempo. Right, right. <laughs> I can feel 90. And that, so I judge from there. And I can kind of feel 120, but 90 for me... I think because of this concept, I just love a 16th note deep pocket groove. So what's your next one? How about Nora Jones's Don't Know Why? Oh, yes. <laughs> I waited till I Don't know why I didn't come I left you by the house of fun I don't know why I didn't come Many listeners of the show will know that Nora is the daughter of the legendary sitar player Ravi Shankar, who, of course, was a mentor and close friend of George Harrison and, and of the Beatles. Nora was raised by her mother, the American concert producer Sue Jones, in Grapeville, Texas. She attended University of North Texas, where she studied jazz piano. And it's there that she met a guy named Jesse Harris. Jesse Harris had been writing songs. He started sharing his songs with Nora. And five of these songs made it on Nora's debut album, including this one the album's first track, and a song that went on to win three Grammys in 2003. 
say there's something about her vocals and the organic production sparse piano the upright bass the warm guitar sound that snare sound that all feels like a warm bath to me 100 percent. her voice especially it was unlike anything else that came out at that time it was like the first time i'd ever heard that thing and yeah. i feel like billy eilish comes from Nora jones on some level right i don't know yeah i mean there's there's like a a of such a realness to the vocal and it's up front and it's so soft and yeah man wow that is a good one all right i'm gonna do another one so my next one is from a band called sade and they are an english band formed in london in 1992 and named after their lead singer sade adu and it's elements of soul smooth jazz sophistipop and ladies and gentlemen quiet storm that is a genre it's a radio format of r&b performed in a smooth romantic jazz influenced style and it was named after the title song on smoky robinson's 1975 album a quiet storm rich have you ever heard the term quiet storm to describe music never never before never but the second you hear smooth operator yeah you're like that's a warm bath yes quiet storm it's little on the i mean it's a lot on the jazz end of things but there is something about Warm Bath and Quiet Storm that go together. So this was released as the album's third single in 1984, and it reached number 19 on the UK singles chart, um, but became their biggest hit in America, actually broke the band in America, and they've gone on to sell millions of, of records. But most notably for Sade, she played, the band played, at Live Aid in 1985, you know, there were 75,000 people in the in the audience, but then it was an estimated television audience of 1.4 billion people in 170 countries. So wow. just being on stage at Live Aid makes you kind of a baller, I would say. Incredible. Um, this band has a lot of warm bath songs. Another one is No Ordinary Love. That's sort of their whole thing. It's like they want to make you feel sexy and like you're in a warm bath. You know, we've asked some of our frequent contributors and special guests to share their warm bath songs. And I think it's time to listen to Kelly O'Hara, the incredible Tony winning actress, great friend of ours. Let's listen to her warm bath. You ready? Yeah. Oh, now this is the easiest age old question for me in the world. When I moved to New York, after a little while, I finally was able to get my very own apartment, which was a horrible, small, crumbly apartment. And yet it had this really weird, kinky bathroom uh, that someone had built, with, which was floor to ceiling mirrors. And at first I thought it was really weird until I, I lit about, a, it's what seemed like a million candles. It was probably just like two, but all the reflections made this bathroom the neatest place. And I would take a warm bath and I would play Sade's Lover's Rock album. Ooh. 
And I'm telling you, if you need a little medicine for the soul, you just need to try this. And I think I'm going to go do it right now. Sade's Lover's Rock with a nice warm bath in a hall of mirrors and candles. You think I'd leave your side, baby. You know me better than that. How about that? Yes, that is incredible. She's right. There's no denying it. I love that. And I have to play Brian Chartrand's contribution. This was the message she left. Brian from my band, The Sweet Remains. Here's Brian's. Lads, greetings from Phoenix, Arizona. This is Brian Chartrand uh, responding to your inquiry about songs that feel like a warm bath. And I'm intrigued. And I don't know why. But I think of Sade, Smooth Operator. You Come on. Put, next time you sink yourself into a nice warm tub, put on Smooth Operator and see what happens. In spot number two, Jerry Rafferty, right down the line. Something silky. It's, you know, I think that's what it is. It's like groovy, silky. There's probably a similarity in the BPM and the snare. Something about the drums and the groove. So that would be my first and second choice for songs that feel like a warm bath. You know I need your love. Okay, guys, love you. Love the podcast. Big fan. Second favorite podcast ever. So the story goes. Okay, bye. (laughs) He's also the host of a podcast called So the Story Goes, which we're big fans of. But another vote for Sade. And the Jerry Rafferty uh, example, I think, is a great nominee. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that one. It's been you. And he commented on the drums, and I, I think we're on the same page there. I think he, I think he nailed it. Can we listen to some more nominees? Yeah, hit me. All right, so Jack Gothier, great producer. We've had him on the show before. I was interested in hearing his perspective because he is, in a lot of ways, a master of vibe. And Kelly called it, what she call it, like medicine for the soul. And we've used different ways to describe this feeling, but it, ultimately it's vibe right? And like warm, feel good vibe. So Jack is great at that. Here is his warm bath. Richie, Clint, it's Jack. Boy, I tell you, when you, I got your message about uh, coming up with a tune. I I, I mean, immediately, two songs actually came into my head because I oftentimes listen to them at the end of a walk just to put me in the right mood. And one is uh, Roberta Flack's song, The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face. 
Also, Lou Reed's "Take a Walk on the Wild Side," mm-hmm. and it's interesting how the the main feature of those that I think gives you that vibe, that warmth, is the vocal, of course, and the bass, the acoustic bass on those songs. I mean, I think those are the two elements that you ha- almost have to have to get that feeling. It's like nothing else: mm. the voice, the human voice, and also um, the bass. You know, the bass on um, the, in Roberta Flack's song is Ron Carter, who is, you know, legendary, you know, Miles, Freddie Hubbard, 2,000 recordings and more. That, that acoustic bass on that, it's literally that song is just her voice and his bass. The, listening to that song virtually changes my DNA. The first time Every time I hear it. Ever I kissed you And that's the same thing with the Lou Reed tune, Walk on the Wild Side. There's something about Herbie Flowers' bass lines where it actually was made up of uh, two bass parts, a lower acoustic bass part and then an upper part on uh, an electric bass. He's, you know, Bowie, T-Rex, Harry Nilsson, Henry Mancini. He's another king of recording bass. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was a she. She says, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, but those two songs just epitomize how both the voice and the bass can consume you and just take over your body and gives you that warm feeling. And uh, also want to mention uh, that uh, it's 20 years ago that we did Night Opens. And... Um, Empty Glass, to me, that song also just pours over me when I listen to that with the feeling of warmth with with, uh, everybody's part in that, including Marty Ballou on bass. But also, of course, your vocal on that is uh, just really something else. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Two great nominees. That is awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, I'd say three great nominees because he's right, man. That night opens. There's a couple tracks on there that feel like a warm bath. For listeners, that was my my first record, my first solo record, and you played on that quite a bit. And you know, obviously Jack produced that. And he mentioned Marty Blue. Marty Blue is the great upright bass player. And there is something about upright acoustic bass, and you know that I think that's what's on the Nora Jones tune that we talked about that feels so good about. That instrument really does create a medicine for your soul type of vibe. Totally, I love that so much. I think we're coming up with a new song here too, Rich. Like we have a lot of work to do. We have some work to do. We got to do the workout song. We got to write a warm bath song too. Jack sent one more nomination, which absolutely love. It's a song I didn't know, but since he sent it to me, I've been listening to it and I just absolutely love it. He says, 
Richie, I want to share this version of a Tom Waits song sung by the incomparable Rachel Price. By the way, great last name. Mm-hmm. It brings tears to my eyes every time I listen. Let's just hear a little bit of it. Phones off the hook. No one knows where we are. It's been a long time since I drank champagne. The ocean is blue as blue as your eyes. I'm gonna take it with me when I go. Old, oh, long since gone. Now, way back when. We lived on Coney Island Ain't no good thing ever dies I'm gonna take it with me when I go Isn't that good? Wow. Wow. Oh, he's right. That is a warm bath. Oof. So good. So good. We had a couple nominees from listeners. Cool. Andrea writes, great song from Father John Misty. She says it feels like cozy, steamy, like a warm bath after a long day, which finishes with a nail polish for her. Nice. My heart, Oh, we have one from Will Evans, too. Oh, nice. Okay, my wife and I took our 11-year-old son, Wesley, to see Will Evans play when he came through Burlington last weekend. We've had Will on the show many times. You and I are both big fans of his. We've collaborated with him in a number of different ways. He's the real deal. He's a monster. Absolutely. Welcome to the home of the day. It was at that show I said, Will, we're doing this episode on warm baths. Send us a voicemail that shares your warm bath song. Here's what he had to say. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the age old question. So my warm bath song is a newer band from Australia. It's a folk duo. Um, and their name is Hollow Coves, and the song is Coastline. I think it's something about the the aesthetic of this um, synth pad intro that just feels like, you know, you're getting ready to dip in your toes to the nice jacuzzi water. And then, um, you know, they do a lot of like double vocals, which make, make the, the lead sound really thick and soapy. Yeah, check it out. Let me know if you agree. Thanks, guys. I'm leaving home for the coastline Someplace under the sun I feel my heart for the first time Cause now I'm moving on Oh, nice, Will. That is I love. I love. <laughs> I love that phrase, soapy. It's yeah, great. I've never heard that. 
But it is interesting, like, you know, we didn't really provide much context to people when we said, you know, share us your warm bath songs. Again, Kelly called it medicine for the soul. Like there's there's different ways to describe this, but it's it's really about just being enveloped in a really satisfying, cozy way by the song. Totally. Totally. I'm moving far away To a sunny place Where it's just you and me And I'll tell you right now, there may not be a better one than Deborah by Beck. Do you know this song? Yes, I do. 74 BPM. This song is like Napoleon Dynamite in a song, right? It's so tongue-in-cheek and so loungy and so kind of funny, but so deeply groovy and so fun to listen to. It was on the Midnight Vultures release by Beck. He actually had attempted to do it for Odelay, but he thought it was too tongue-in-cheek at that point. But he started doing it live, and it just became the centerpiece of the whole set. It was the one song that everybody commented on after the show. Big note about this song, it contains a lyric about shawarma. It's Zanku Chicken is, a, is an establishment, a restaurant. It's actually a chain, I believe, now uh, in L.A. And I had it for the first time in 2001. And I was there for the NAM festival and I bought the t-shirt. It was so delicious. Chicken shawarma, the sauce in this place is so delicious that I bought a t-shirt from like a fast food restaurant. That's incredible. Listeners, when were you so moved by the meal that you had at a restaurant that you actually bought a t-shirt? So bought the t-shirt. That's, that's incredible. It doesn't And then when you heard that on this song, did you freak out? Oh yeah, definitely. That was like, that's the place. That's the place. Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. All right. Lastly, I searched on Spotify the term bath playlist. I was interested to see what songs are they associating with warm baths, right? And I was delighted to find a song by a band that my wife and I absolutely love, a trio from Australia called The Waifs. Hmm. The song of theirs that's on this Spotify playlist called bath mix is a song called the bridal train the song is about the bride trains that ran from perth to sydney and brisbane in 1945 and 1946 that allowed australian war brides as they were known to join their husbands in the united states so when american soldiers sailors stationed in australia during world war ii they met and fell in love with these girls, got married, and then were shipped back to the U.S., leaving these war brides. Huh. So Vicky explains, my grandmother was a war bride. After the Second World War, she met Bob Kane. He was an American sailor, and they met in Perth, and after a very brief engagement, married, and then he was sent away. She received a telegram about midnight one night saying, pack your things, there's a train, the U.S. Navy is chartering a train to take war brides to Sydney. And from Sydney, you can board a ship and we'll take you to America to be with your husbands. Wow. 
She goes on, I just wonder how those women must have felt as they were journeying across the country, their country, possibly for the last time, to go and live in this new place. That sounds like a movie. They should make a movie out of this. Totally. So here's Bridal Train. A telegram arrived today. It is time to catch the Monterey. Cause the man I wed, he waits for me and the daughter that is yet to see. The US Navy beamed its message will deliver brides on a one way passage and made big news across the nation. The bridal train leaves from Perth Station. All the girls around are straight out Married to a Yankee sailor Your fare is paid across the sea To the home of the brave and the land of the free From west to east the young girls came All aboard the bridal train It was a farewell crossing of a She's going to meet her Spider-Man no Oh yeah, I've never heard of that band either. They're a great band. Wow. Let's go to the comments. Let's go to the comments. In episode 62, we discussed the best wordless courses. And one of the songs we talked about was Hey Jude and the epic outro hook Na na na. I want to share a voicemail that I received from my sister that I found really interesting. Hey, just listening to your podcast. I liked what you were saying about the whole crowd getting into singing of Hey Jude. It made me think of kind of almost a shamanistic mantra that creates a sense of a community being pulled together. That shamanistic mantra like communion music communion it would be interesting to explore that um the power of of simplicity the power of a reassuring repetitious uh sound that lulls you and, and, and soothes you um and then i was as often get, do um thinking about you know the cross-cultural implications of this or the cross-cultural associations you know, and I've talked about uh, Um Kusum before, and one of the characteristics of, of um, singers like Um Kusum is that they will take one word and they will make, you know, five minutes out of that word. So it's not a wordless chorus, but it is that same turning a word into, through a kind of Zen-like focus on it, into something other than it is, almost like a surrealist, you know, this is not a toilet type of confounding of, of, of verbal patterns. It becomes something that you lose yourself Isn't that fascinating? Oh my God, that's so cool. Wow. I love thinking about these things from the perspective of, of another culture. Totally. Your sister always brings the heat. She's so smart. She does. She does. She is. All right. A couple other 
quick comments from Gareth on Facebook. He's, he writes, wordless chorus, you say? Well, it's not really a chorus, but neither is Hey Jude. And it's not really wordless, but hey, it's just Steven singing about visiting Cuba in high school Spanish. So I'm nominating this. You know, this is the Spanish gibberish at the end of Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Nice. All right, you have some more. Well, I have two that relate to our very good friend, John Mayer. Okay, we're not friends yet, but here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, my next Warm Bath song is not by John Mayer. It's actually Cinema by Harry Styles, but John Mayer plays the guitar on this. So Cinema is from Harry Styles' fourth album called Harry's House. And I will say that I got way, way obsessed with this album, and I listened to it for probably two months straight. And I know every bit of this album front and back. And if you haven't listened to it and you're like, eh, Harry Styles, nah, 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 I highly recommend it. It's a fascinatingly amazing listen people wonder you know what is this song about so i read an article today about harry styles and how he was in this movie don't worry darling and it was directed by olivia wilde so on set they got a you know they had good chemistry they fell in love lust whatever they had a relationship they started dating and this song cinema is purported to be about her the chorus is i just think you're cool i dig your cinema i just think you're cool i dig your cinema john mayer played on this song and mayer in his 2012 song something like Olivia admitted to having a celebrity crush on Olivia Wilde. So, did you know that was the Olivia that something like Olivia is about? No idea. No idea. But I absolutely love that song. When Olivia is taken But it look like girls can be found from time to time Yeah, Olivia is taken But it look like girls can be found from time to time In fact, the Griff plays that song probably 40 times a year. I'm thinking something like Olivia is what I need to find. How weird is that? That he played guitar on the song that Harry Styles wrote about Olivia Wilde. I just thought that was pretty meta. It's a tangled web. Tangled web. Uh, The other John Mayer song that I just wanted to quickly mention was Off Continuum. Probably one of my favorite albums of all time, produced by Steve Jordan, the great Steve Jordan. The song I chose was I Don't Trust Myself With Loving You, which is track two. Let's hear a little bit of that. No, I'm not the man I used to be lately. See, you met me at an interesting time. This feels like a warm bath to me. But what makes this track for me are the little horn nuggets 
there's these little horn nuggets that come and go in this song that are just like this little like mm. oh man it's like a bubble bubble bubbles in your bubble bath hold on to whatever will get you This whole album is is very warm. Is. Yeah, you're right. And is that a, a is that the tempo of the is song? that Steve Jordan? Is that Steve Jordan? Is it the feel? I think there's something to be said yeah. for that for sure. I think there's something to be said for you know Steve Jordan is the is is the master of vibe and and feel totally. All right, what are you going? Are with? you prepared? I am. I'm going to go with. Uh, my number one warm bath song is Beck, Deborah. What are you going with? All right. Well, I'm going to go with Wild West End. I think that intro of that song is just medicine for the soul, as Kelly O'Hara says. I love it. Did we, did we do it? Did, <laughs> we really did. I think we did it. We hope you had fun, as much fun as we did. And we hope you'll join us next time when we answer another age-old age question. question. Follow us on Instagram at The Age Old Question. Facebook, The Age Old Question. We hope this conversation has sparked some ideas and thoughts of your own. Let us know in the comments. But let's be kind, people. Yeah. No hating. No hating. Also, if you're digging the podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash The Age Old Question and consider becoming a part of our Age Old Question family. With your support, we'll be able to answer many more age-old questions. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.